some think we're funny Most people don't know We're too old for this podcast Hello everyone, this is my very good buddy, Abby Barrett And this is my very good buddy, Brendan Boogie And this is a special Thanksgiving edition of We're Too Old for This Podcast Here's the concept. Two best buddies, that's Abby and I, watch buddy movies, and then we compare the movie friendship to our own. This week, we are talking about 1987's Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, starring Steve Martin and John Candy. And I think this is a kind of an apt one, because most of our relationship feels like we're just stuck together on a long, interminable trip. Yes, I would agree with that. Yeah, we we just it's we're always getting on each other's nerves. Mm-hmm. We can't seem to escape each other. I want to so, be with other people, but I'm stuck with you instead. Right, exactly. So this was a fairly this movie was fairly emblematic of our friendship, our relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, it's because it's just one disaster after another. Yep, I agree. with And that. it was our relationship was also directed by John Hughes. Yeah, which is weird because age wise, it doesn't really make sense, but. It, it doesn't, but, no. you know, that's the magic of our friendship and the magic of movies. Uh, so before we get into the movie, for people who don't know us, why don't we introduce each other? Sure. Why don't you start? Because okay. first comes the worst. First comes the worst. I don't know. Is that an expression? Yeah. Second is the best. Third is I've the never... one with hairy chest. Oh, I did not know. That's, how's that go? First is the worst. Second is the best. Third is the one with a hairy chest. Oh, wow. Did you make that up or is that a thing? No, I think I think that's a thing. Okay, I've never heard that before. But that just tells us that leads very nicely into who you are. This is Abby Barrett, my very good buddy. Uh, she is a singer. She is a swinger. Mm-hmm. She is a bell ringer and a real humdinger. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> that was, that rhymed. It was. Mm -hmm. It was. uh Uh-huh. Well, this is my friend, Brendan Boogie, who is a filmmaker, an animator, a musician at times, a longshoreman who catches fish. Mostly a short shoreman. Sure, sure. Yeah, sure. Not that long. Yeah. Yeah. And you you catch fish in the ocean and then you sell it at the market. (laughs) Is that what I do? Yes. I'm pretty sure. Good. It's good that people know that. Yeah. So overall, what did you think of planes, trains, and automobiles? You are not going to like what I have to think about this movie. So just buckle up because I really hate this movie. You really hate this movie. It's I really so hate funny. this movie. It's interesting. What did you hate about it? It's just really annoying. The aggravation of traveling. It's like I don't really want to watch that in a movie. I also hate right. like situational things that could probably be easily resolved if people just communicated with each other. I, I feel like John Candy, who I love, he is pretty irritating. Oh, and I think, and I think we're supposed to kind of be on his side. And yeah. then I well, find, and then I must be the jerk because I'm kind of on Steve Martin's well, side. Well, I think that's important. I think that's going to come up later because I think th- a lot of what I think a lot of how you respond to this movie is sort of who you relate to. Mm-hmm. And I remember watching it as a kid thinking it was, you know, I love Steve Martin and I love John Candy and thinking it was sort of boring compared to like the kind of zanier stuff like Three Amigos and things like that that I was really into with Steve Martin. Yeah. Uh, and John Candy with all the SCTV and all that stuff. But 
as an adult, you definitely watch it differently and you can kind of relate to, you know, sort of an adult dealing with travel and all that. But I think I related to, you know, the idea of getting home to a loved one is something that I relate to much more now. And like sort of like when he finally gets home, it's like this big relief. Whereas a kid, I was like, fucking who cares if you get home? <laughs> well, Planes I mean, are fun. I was like, yeah, of course you want to get home. But then, you know, I know we're kind of skipping ahead to the ending, but it's like it's like he just came back from the war and had been gone for three and a half years and she had not received a single letter right. the way she walks down the stairs and you know obviously they gave her tons of acting part i mean speaking parts she's right. just like doesn't even say a word and then they hug and the whole family's like oh finally they're back together yeah and like he was well, on a business trip why don't we jump right into the plot why don't we jump into the recap here with one of your famous Abby barrett recaps world famous where you pay lots of attention and I never get anything totally wrong do. Well, we start with Neil, who is Steve Martin's character, who is in uh, New York, and he's finishing up a business trip, and he is waiting for the sort of head honcho to make a decision on this marketing thing. The head honcho, by the way, played by William Wyndham, who is in Murder, She Wrote. So that oh, was, that was fun big, for me. I know you're a big Murder, She Wrote sure fan. Am. So when he tries to catch a cab, because he's got to get to the airport pronto, it, you know, there's no cabs, and he finally sees this guy and gives him money to like take his cab but in the meantime this guy Dell who's played by John Candy actually snags the cab and then they see each other in the airport and they're sitting next to each other on the plane and that's when they realize that they kind of know each other from earlier that day uh, look I don't want to be rude but uh, I'm not much of a conversationalist and I'd really like to finish this article a friend of mine wrote it so don't let me stand in your way please don't let me stand in your way the last thing I want to be remembered as is an annoying blabbermouth. <laughs> you know, nothing grinds my gears worse than some chowderhead who doesn't know when to keep his big trap shut. If you catch me running off of the mouth, just give me a poke in the chops. Oh. Oh, that feels good. Oh, God, I'm telling you. My dogs are barking today. <sighs> Marty annoyed. So John Candy takes his shoes off on the plane. Do you take your shoes off on the plane? No, I certainly don't take them off. Maybe I'll slip them off underneath the seat, but I certainly don't don't take my socks off. Because you're definitely more of a barefoot person. I've seen you on stage barefoot while you're performing. Yeah, but I'm not like in the vicinity of other people where they could like potentially smell my feet. I'm not in a cramped quarter. So you just, but so why do you take your shoes? I've always meant to ask you this. Why do you take your shoes off when you're on stage? Because sometimes I feel like weirdly dizzy on stage. And so if really? I'm, yeah, so it's like, it's, it's like, I tried to wear heels on stage a few times and I just felt like, because I'm already a giraffe size that I've like, I just like, whoa, now I'm super high up. And then even where I, when I wear flats, sometimes my feet get kind of hot. So. So it's the hot feet. It's hot feet, but mostly kind of dizziness because now I can kind of wear shoes. Because I never, I'm, I hate being barefoot, even, you know, I'm barefoot in my own home at times, but in general, I, I don't wear a shoe without a sock. I'm never barefoot in public, really. Um, but I definitely don't ever take my shoes off, shoes and socks off on a plane. And I think that's grounds for public execution, quite frankly. I would totally agree with that. I would never take my shoes off if, I mean, it's clearly he's been like walking around all day because his 
quote unquote dogs are barking. Yeah, his his dogs so you, are barking you know though, Abby. You his know they're smelly and like it's just you know. And also, can we bring back the insult chowderhead? Because I kind of love that chowderhead. Yes, yeah. you chowderhead. You chowderhead. <laughs> um, and what happens next? Well, I'll tell you. So their flight is rerouted to um, Wichita due to some bad um, snowstorms. So Dell convinces Neil to travel with him via train, and they're going to share um, a hotel room because there's no other hotels left. So after a while, they're in the hotel room, and Dell's like constant talking gets on Neil's nerves. I, I, I could tolerate any any insurance seminar for days. I could sit there and listen to them go on and on with a big smile on my face. They'd say, how can you stand it? And I'd say, because I've been with Del Griffith. I can take anything. And you know what they'd say? They'd say, I know what you mean. The shower curtain ring guy. Whoa. It's, it's like going on a date with a chatty Kathy doll. I expect you to have a little string on your chest, you know, that I pull out and have to snap back. Except I wouldn't pull it out and snap it back. You would. And by the way, you know, when you're, when you're telling these little stories, here's a good idea. Have a point. It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. I think this is where I think the movie takes a misstep, in, in my, my opinion. Because Steve Martin insulting someone is very funny. Like, mm-hmm. that, those are very funny things that he says. But when you're looking at John Candy being sad about it, it's not funny anymore. It's just sad. Now, if they were like insulting each other back and forth and calling each other, you know, names and all that. So I think that is where you sort of the control over the tone. I, I feel like that's, you know, there are people who love this movie. I saw somebody like a comedian or something the other day talking about how it's like the perfect movie. They consider this the perfect movie. Wow. And I was sort of like, I, I like it. I like the movie, but th- that moment I'm like, no, you can't be insulting someone and have them being sad. But I think <laughs> that's just... the moment that for people like me who find Dell annoying that you this is like, oh, he's not annoying. He's a human. And this is where this was the part where you feel like sympathy and empathy for him. So I, I do feel like well, that I part is needed. Well, I have basic empathy for human beings, unlike you. I mean... Who just has no you got to really no work for feelings. my empathy, people. Very busy lady. <laughs> You're too busy got, for everybody. I've got a podcast. You've got cats. i got to go to the grocery store. You know, i got errands to run. <laughs> right. Um, empathy. You just don't have time for empathy. Yeah, I guess I feel too... I'm a little bit annoyed because part of the reason he's mad is because Dell has spilled beer on his side of the bed and he has to sleep in it. But we're like, why wouldn't Dell offer like, oh, I spilled the beer. Don't worry. I'll sleep on that side of the bed. Well, with the size of John Candy, he's sleeping on both sides of the bed, really. I feel like he could. I feel like he could have worked a little harder to be like, my bad. So, 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 so far in, in the course of events, you're on Team Neil. Yeah, I'm on Team Neil. Okay, interesting. With with an understanding that with that whole tirade, like he didn't need to go that far. He could have right, just been was... like, you know what, I'm very annoyed, and I'm gonna go sleep in my right. in a place, gonna or go like sleep, or, go sleep, or in just the sleep place. on the floor. Right. Why was that not an yeah. option? <laughs> so like a so freaking floor. So so the thing that bugs you about this is it's, it's unrealistic, and it, it, it's but it's all the problems are solvable. Yes. Like just just solve this right now easily. Yeah. 
Why even right. make a movie about it? This could have just been <laughs> fixed. So what happened next? Okay. The so they fight and they make up. Um, and then they go to sleep and then they wake up in the morning. They've kind of had a good night's sleep and they, they're cuddling with each other. Dell. Oh. Oh. Why did you kiss my ear? Why are you holding my hand? Where's your other hand? Between two pillows. Those aren't pillows. See that Bears game last week? Yeah, hell of a game, hell of a game. Bears got a great team this year. They're going to go all the way. So again, when we watch these movies from the 80s, you get some very dated sort of gay panic type humor there. I got to tell you, when I was a kid, though, when I this came out, that between two pillows joke, I thought it was the funniest thing I'd ever seen in my I, life. I feel like that's the line people walked away from, you know, right. like between two pillows. <laughs> so for my little whatever year old self in the in the mid 80s. Bam, right there. Right, right there. Right, right there in the, in the humor. <laughs> it's only later when you realize, you're like, yeah, what's gross about accidentally touching another man's body? Yeah, you know? or even like um, sleeping and cuddling together. Right, exactly. You know? But I mean, again, again, we are much more evolved now than they were back then, all the way back in the 80s. Mm-hmm. So all the way ago. back in the 80s. It was so long. Like, we don't realize how long ago it was. You know, because, you know, I grew up in the 80s, so did you. And you're like, oh, yeah, no, it was like, that was like 10 years ago. Yeah, it was 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, right. I just graduated from college. Right, exactly. That didn't happen. You're very old. I'm so old. What is this so thing I'm typing on? I have no idea. How am I speaking to you through this microphone? What is this microphone? Are you a wizard? <laughs> All right, so I'm going to tell you what happens next. All right. Because that's what I do here. That's what you do best, some, um, some would say. <laughs> some would say. People would be wrong. Um, so they rent a car, and they try to um, drive back to Chicago, um, but they end up nearly destroying the car and setting it on fire, and it's pretty much Dell's fault once again. Um, because Poor he, Del. Yeah, well, you know, he's trying to take his jacket off, and he almost gets them killed, and then there's a cigarette. Don't smoke, kids. It's bad for you. Cigarette mm-hmm. that lights up the car on fire, and they are pulled over by a police officer who I forgot was Michael McKeon. You have any idea how fast you were going? Well, funnily enough, I was just talking to my friend about that. Our speedometers melted, and as a result, it's very hard to say with any degree of accuracy exactly uh, how fast we were going. 78 miles an hour. 78, huh? Well, yeah, I could buy that, sure, I guess. Uh, you know, uh, you would know better than us, uh, especially since we got a melted speedometer. Do you feel this vehicle is safe for highway travel? Yes, I do. Yes, I really do. I, I, I believe that. I know it's not pretty to look at, but it'll get you where you want to go. Now, you got no outside mirror. No, we lost that. You have no functioning gauges. No, not a one. However, the radio still works. Funny <laughs> as that may seem, with all this mess, that the radio is the only thing that's really working good, and it's as clear as a bell. Don't ask me how. <laughs> to me, that moment is John yeah, Candy's genius totally right there, because like he he is probably better than anyone else at trying to be being funny in being reasonable in a completely yeah, in unreasonable a very situation kind of in too. that 
in that folksy John Candy way. I mean, I'm just like, you know, when he's like, yes, I, I really do. I, I really do <laughs> really believe this. Is... And of course, the great Michael McKeon playing a straight man, but he can he really do anything. Can. Yeah, I he's forgot like, he was amazing. in the, in this movie, which was a nice surprise for, for a movie that I yeah, don't like. Small, it was a nice surprise. Have I mentioned part. I didn't like this movie? Oh. You did mention it, yes. Um, so then Neil decides to go on his own, tries to rent a car. They kind of... Go, yeah, their they go their separate ways. ways, but the car isn't there at this like vast rental parking lot, and he has to like go all the way back through the snow and through traffic and down a bridge in order to get back to the rental car office, where he's at this point really pissed off, and he has to deal with the woman at the rental counter, who is what was she in? Edie McClurg. She is uh, from right. Ferris Bueller. She's been in a million yep. '80s things. She's an, another comedy, comedy mm-hmm. all-star with a bit part in this movie. Welcome to Marathon. May I help you? Yes. How may I help you? You can start by wiping that fucking dumbass smile off your rosy fucking cheeks. Then you can give me a fucking automobile, a fucking Datsun, a fucking Toyota, a fucking Mustang, a fucking Buick, four fucking wheels and a seat. I really don't care for the way you're speaking to me. And I really don't care for the way your company left me in the middle of fucking nowhere with fucking keys to a fucking car that isn't fucking there. And I really didn't care to fucking walk down a fucking highway and across a fucking runway to get back here to have you smile at my fucking face. I want a fucking car right fucking now. May I see your rental agreement? I threw it away. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, what? You're fucked. Another amazing it- moment. See, that that is the thing. I think there are some really great, um, brilliant comedy moments in this movie. I just, it's weird to me to see did- Steve Martin swearing. I don't know, because yeah? I don't feel like it it's was ever funny, really... Though in his act i also have a whole thing about steve martin which we don't need to go into now because what's your thing about steve martin i didn't think he's that funny wow yeah, this is wow. this is where wow, we Abby. break up as friends i know Ooh, you don't think steve martin is like that i like funny. him and i like him in certain stuff but i never really got the stand-up well he stopped doing stand-up in like 1978 know, like, or something you know, <laughs> so. it wasn't that funny well, that was like surrealist, but, but anyway, anyway, we're not going to argue about Steve Martin's stand-up. That would be pointless, but he, we can agree Edie McClurg is yes, a genius. Yes, and I'm not saying that he's not, he, he's not good in this movie. It's just weird, because I don't remember him right. in other movies ever swearing. Well, that's I don't think he swears a lot, which makes this excessive swearing, you know, pretty funny, Sure, I think, in that certain... You, f- you <laughs> don't fucking patronize would. me. And Edie McClurg and New Bohemians, is that a thing? Is that I, don't th- I think that no? was the cover band. Yeah. It's a different, e- different no, Edie? Yeah. All right. <laughs> thought, I don't know. thought it might be a thing. No, I, don't know. I, no, I think that's the wrong Edie. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. It might be the wrong Edie. I might be thinking of the wrong Edie. Um, so then we're at the end, right? So what happens at so the end? So at the end, um, they're at the, uh, the L in Chicago. And Neil is on the train home. He's finally going home after the long war he's been in. And uh, he kind of pieces together that Dell like actually doesn't maybe have a home or a place to go and is kind of piecing together that maybe he does, his wife is no longer with us, which she's not. 
So he goes back mm-hmm. to get him at the um, subway station to take him home for Thanksgiving. The big the big reveal is that Dell is actually homeless and his wife has been dead for eight years and he kind of travels to just not be alone. Yeah, I just fucking like. said that. Yeah, but I said it gracefully and elegantly, whereas you you took fucking 20 minutes to this say This movie's it. tearing us apart. <laughs> <laughs> so that is... <laughs> That is planes, trains, and automobiles. That's a brilliant recap. It was great. Abby, brilliant, by the way. Yeah, it was really good. But the question is, who has the stronger friendship, Neil and Dell, or the recently <laughs> destroyed friendship of Abby and Brendan? We'll find out right after this. Buddy. This is the part of the show where we would say... Let's hear from our sponsors, but we don't have sponsors just yet. We are still a pretty new show, so we're still working on sponsors. What you can do as a listener to help is you can tell a friend about the show. You can like, you can review, you can rate, you can subscribe. All the things that sponsors like to see in a show. What will you do for people, Abby, if they like and subscribe and rate and review? What are you going to do for the folk? I will um, give them a good pep talk about um the (laughs) there you go folks that is why we don't have any sponsors so please like Uh, subscribe rate and review while abby blows a gasket Mm -hmm. and tell a friend about abby's aneurysm buddies 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 welcome back to we're too old for this podcast and i am abby barrett and i am brendan boogie and we're talking about planes trains and automobiles abby's favorite movie so good you love it so much before we get back into the movie and explore neil and dell's relationship and how it compares to ours maybe it'd be helpful for, for people to know how it was that we've actually met yeah, um, most people don't know this, but um, I met you in um, the store called Frugal Fanny's, and you mm-hmm. were the assistant manager at the time, and um, mm-hmm. I was returning a pair of um, capri pants that I didn't like. And, and I, don't, I didn't understand why you didn't like them, because they were... Yeah, well, they didn't fit. They gave me a frontal wedgie. Um, Frugal Fanny's gave you a frontal... F- frontal? Oh, man. Frugal Man, Fanny's gave me a if frontal, fedge, frontal fedgy. Frontal if, if wedgie front butt? began, <laughs> there we go. Let's there do that go. again. <laughs> frugal Fanny's gave you a frontal front butt. <laughs> That's true. And I tried to explain that to you, and you wouldn't, for some reason, let me return them. I eventually got store credit. Right, um, but we had to, we had to fight for it. We did. We arm wrestled. Frugal Fanny's policy is you will get store credit, but you have to arm wrestle the assistant manager. Yes. And win, which I did, obviously. Well, of course you won. Yeah. I mean, look, look at you. I'm You're jacked. jacked. I know. I'm swole, as I got, they say. I got pipe cleaner arms. Um, That's an expression. You know, I've never heard that arms. before. Right. See, we're just educating each other on all these expressions. <laughs> I'm picturing you with Inspector Gadget arms when his his arms like... <laughs> fly out of his body and they're all noodly. they are retractable yeah, yeah they're noodly and, re- and retractable yeah. it's true it's a medical condition it can't is. help it and i'll thank you not to stare <laughs> too late and is that is that how we met that's how we met what do you want like a whole i thought a no- i didn't know a novella was, about it i didn't know if there was more to the story no, that's it 
So the first question that arises, and I think there seems to be an obvious answer to this, but which which one of us is the Neil and which one of us is the Dell? I mean, I yeah, we both know that I am the Neil. Clearly, you're the Neil, and that you are the Dell. I'm clearly the Dell. I'm the reasonable one. The cruel, mean, I'm the cruel, uptight mean, one. Reasonable, reasonably cruel and uptight. That's the thing is, I don't know that Dell was always unreasonable. I think he was just clumsy and maybe a little uh, too enthusiastic about friendship, but but in a in a in a loving way, in in a in a lovable way. A lot of people love Dell. Yeah, but he took his socks off in an airplane. I'm not saying he was perfect, Abby. I don't know that that's like clumsy. Maybe that's a little disrespectful. It's a little clueless. It's a little sure, clueless. Sure. He 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 sort of doesn't get. You know, he doesn't pick up on on uh, when he's annoying. Yeah, somebody. he's like the golden retriever of the exactly, of the and everyone loves golden retrievers. I mean, unless they're humping your leg, that's especially when then. Then them. you really love them. That's the only action I got all week. <laughs> <laughs> Brendan has never humped a golden retriever. <laughs> Sorry, uh, we had to put in a quick uh, disclaimer. <laughs> quick dis- disclaimer there, part of the show. So this is a Thanksgiving movie. How do you feel about Thanksgiving? What What are your Thanksgiving thoughts? I'm not a big fan of Thanksgiving. I think for, you're not. Yeah, there's a lot of things that it's like that's kind of when the seasonal depression begins because it's okay. like no, there's no fall foliage now. It's just dark and bleak and cold. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan. I mean, I love eating, but I'm not a big fan of like eating and then just sitting around and talking for hours like I kind of want to go do something afterward right yeah of- you have have a hard time just sitting and doing something just sitting around I've noticed yeah I'm getting better at that but the sitting with the full stomach is really mm-hmm. you know and then there's the driving it's so not if my you favorite. could if you could condense it down so what would the ideal Thanksgiving be for you it would look like Christmas really you like Christmas better than oh, Thanksgiving? I love Christmas see to me they're the same thing because my family and I, well, for the adults, we like don't do presents mm-hmm. because pr- presents are for kids. So we get kids presents and stuff. But essentially, thanks Christmas is just a second Thanksgiving. But you don't have any good Thanksgiving songs. You have one. There are no good Christmas songs. There's. Are you kidding me? I'm going to smack your face. <laughs> <laughs> I am through. <laughs> All right. Well, here's what I'll say. I'm not saying there's no good Christmas songs. Yeah, there are a few good Christmas songs. But if they were really good songs, you'd listen to them more than once a year. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I do. More than one time a year is what I'm saying. But you what, know what I meant? No, we have holidays to break up the monotony of the year. Holidays are something to look forward to. And especially if you like music, you got all these holiday songs that you get to listen to. And I like to give presents. So that's fun for me to buy people presents. I don't mind getting them either. And I like the Christmas tree and the decorating. And the, there is there's only usually one, snow and there's like a big fire. There is only one good Christmas song. And that is Abby Barrett Ruins <laughs> that Christmas. That is a very good song. Which we will post on social media over to old pod <laughs> after this episode. Because it is tis almost the season tis. for Abby Barrett Ruins Christmas. Almost. Almost. Maybe we should uh, save it for a Christmas episode. Yeah, maybe we should. Now nah, we'll post it. I don't know. What, how do you feel about Thanksgiving? I tend to like it because it's eating, which I enjoy. And it's, I think I like it for the same reasons you don't like it, because it's, it's just sitting around. Sure. And I enjoy sitting around. Mm-hmm. And I enjoy that there's no 
obligation of present giving and all that stuff. You're just supposed to just kind of show up and eat and then sit around and like just digest and Mm -hmm. then you just keep eating and eating and eating. You know, it probably depends on your family, whether you enjoy spending time with them or not. But like, I enjoy Thanksgiving. Okay. I like to have activities. You want to do some badminton on Thanksgiving? I would love to. You should start a badminton tradition on Thanksgiving. You know that I was the high school champion of badminton, right? I did not know that. That No. That is a true fact. You were a high school champion in badminton? Mm -hmm. Doubles. Wow. You were doubles. Who was your partner? Jennifer Chen. Jennifer Chen and you. Mm -hmm. Did you you go to, were there, was it just in the high school or were there regionals or anything? Yeah. I mean, it was like competing against other high schools. So it was like, oh, wow. Sorry, competing and winning against other high schools. So do you have like trophies and medals and stuff? Um, I think I have a trophy that, I mean, I remember getting a trophy. I don't think I still have it. It's not, it's definitely not on my fireplace mantle in a, in a glass case. So that's preserved for all eternity. See, this is the beauty of our relationship. Mm -hmm. Even after all these years, I learned that you were a champion badminton Mm -hmm. player. Amazing. If you've got, do you have any pictures of you playing badminton that you could post on the social media? No, I don't. They were, they were, they were all burned. (laughs) They were burned. They were burned in the great Abby Barrett identity purge of 2013. So sad. I lost so much. So that scene with Steve Martin sort of losing it in front of Edie McClurg. You're pretty sure she's not the new Bohemians one? She's different. It's different Edie. I'm pretty sure. I don't know why I find that so funny. Edie McClurg and new Bohemians, I find so funny. I get that I'm the only one. I get that it's not funny at all. But to me, imagining Edie McClurg fronting a rock band and calling it Edie McClurg and New Bohemians, it makes me laugh. I can't help it. So in that scene, he loses it at customer service. Have you ever been in that position where you just absolutely lost it at a customer service person? Or have you been the customer service person that someone lost it on? I've definitely not like, I mean, I've been doing customer service forever. Just, you know, bartending is customer service and... I once sold car windshields over the phone. That was customer service. I mean, yeah, people have Did been... you tell them when you when you said you said, Hi, this is former badminton champion Abby Barrett. <laughs> I'm here to get you some car That's windshields. That's why they got so angry. Because they were like, <laughs> they were I'm like, the badminton champion. No, I am. <laughs> um yeah, I I've definitely been in the position where people have been extremely rude and even sort of like kind of yelling but nothing like nothing crazy i mean i was told once to like go fuck myself i guess that qualifies Mm -hmm. right because i wouldn't and did you i did (laughs) it's magical night (laughs) (laughs) what did you do to uh or what was the the horrible crime that you did that that caused this person i refused to serve this drunk guy and his girlfriend any alcohol because she had asked for green tequila and there's no such thing and they were both very hammered there's no such thing as green tequila there's, not that i know maybe i'm maybe i'm what am i drinking right now then <laughs> maybe there is and i'm just a bad bartender that's probably more likely yeah what about you one time one time i was so i used so my first car my first new car that i ever bought was a saturn remember saturns i do <laughs> and i bought a saturn and i didn't know anything about cars Side story, I actually never once changed the oil in it and ended up destroying the car because I just didn't know. That's how little I knew about cars is I didn't know you're supposed to change the oil. So one time there was a recall on something. So they brought my I brought my car into this this Saturn dealership. And when they were in there, it's something screwed up my car radio when whatever they were doing the thing. So I called. I said, hey, you know, I just brought my car in and something happened with the radio. And this woman 
Her name is Claire Downey. I still remember her <gasps> wow. name. And I'm using her real name. Nice. She went from zero to 100. Mm. I must have been like the hundredth person to complain or something like that okay. because that's all I said. And she's like, what are you talking about? We don't do anything like that. Blah, blah, blah. And me, I am, I am, I have this strange quirk that when other people lose it, I get very, when other people lose control, I get very in control. Yeah. Like very, very in control and enjoy it a lot and sort of try to prolong it, which is sort of. <laughs> that's, that's you sick fuck. <laughs> I know. It's really. But it even got to the point where I was like, I said, you know, she's like this, this, this. And I said, well, yeah, I can understand why you would say that. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, you're a car dealership. I understand why you would say you didn't do something wrong, but. Obviously, you did. Are you calling me a liar? You call me a liar. You say you're a liar. I'm like, you work at a car dealership. Of course, you're a liar. Oh, no. Like I said, it's so calmly. Like, and hung up on me. I still remember her name. Yeah. And uh, I I occasionally will, like, look her up to see if I can, like, (laughs) find her and somehow keep it going, you know, and annoy her some more. Does she remember, like, did she have your name? I mean, she probably had my name, but I can't imagine. I'm probably one of a thousand people she treated that way. And s- that place doesn't exist anymore. Saturns don't exist anymore. Probably because of that interaction. <laughs> right, exactly. That it was, was her fault. Yeah. But but I still look up Claire Downey and try to... So if anyone has any information, no, leave her alone. Yeah. Don't do anything mean to her. I mean... Don't do anything mean to I her. I try to be... Having been in the customer service boat, I do. I'm very careful if there is a problem and on the phone. I'm so careful about not saying... Like, but you or you guys did right. this. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm okay. no, I didn't. I exactly. I always try to like I, I, separate. I'm like, me too. The company yeah, did, all, or you know, I generally go look. I know this isn't your personal. Yeah. I always say I'm not mad at you personally. I know this is not your personal fault, mm-hmm. but I'm really pissed about this. Yeah, and totally. they always go, yeah, I understand. Like it always works. But like this woman just. Yeah, was she just so irrationally was, yeah. lost on me, and it's like I was, you know, she was the Neil you know. in that situation. She was the Neil, yeah. yeah. And then I was, I was sort of got to be the Edie McClurg. Yep, you're the Edie. What Patel. I am is what <laughs> we can't afford that song. <laughs> we can't afford any song. That's true. Not even mine. You shouldn't charge us like that. Well, hey. you know, I'm trying to make a buck. So, as a travel, how are you? As a, you know, the other thing is that Neil and um, Neil and Dell are travel companions. How are you as a travel companion? And and are there things that particularly annoy you about your your you know when you're traveling with someone? I have been in both camps where I have been the annoying person to travel with. I find that hard to believe. I know. I'm so <laughs> mellow. Um and I've been I'm now more the sort of chill person. Mm-hmm. For me now I'm now I'm kind of like cuz there's always if there's like a person if there's like a there's always like an alpha traveler. And I feel like vacations are so few and far between that I'm kind of like, you know what? I'm just going to go with the flow. Going to let it go. That would be yeah. more fun. I mean, I try not to travel with people who are kind of assholes, but. Um, right. Well, what's something like I just need, like, that the would basics. really bother you? Taking off your shoes and socks on a plane, obviously. Yeah, that would be super annoying. Not getting enough sleep. That would be kind of a bummer for me. Like if I was mm-hmm. traveling with somebody who just was like super loud all night. So how do you think we do as traveling companions? I think we would probably be okay. I'm generally a good traveler. Yeah. So I can only think of one time when I was annoyed. And, and I, I, no, I mean, I've been annoyed, obviously. But like my partner and I 
were in Ireland and we and and that's that's usually an you'd lose a day it's always like sort of an overnight trip and you always lose a day so we were tired we hadn't slept we were taking a tr- a bus from Shannon to Galway and my partner took off her glasses to sleep on the bus and left her glasses mm. on the bus and like that's something so it's like okay i was i mean i was just like oh i know i I wasn't like mad like mad at her but i'm like oh just why did you do that and now that's going to that's gonna be the thing that you have to do that's gonna be the thing we have to deal with now because all you have to do is put it in your pocket instead of put it on the bus pocket you know but of course i didn't say any of that because i am happily in a relationship and everything was fine the bus came back later that night. They she got her glasses. Oh, Everything was fine. Well, I was looking around online, and I found a quiz mm-hmm. that I think like might elaborate on how the two of us would travel together. Right. Like That's, how well, well we would why don't, do. You know what we should do, Abby? Yeah. We we should take that quiz. Okay. Okay. Let me let me pull it up on my old screen here. I found this quiz in a Black and Decker magazine, which is super weird. Black and Decker yeah, catalog. That's where it was. Yeah. <laughs> it's a strange place. It's a strange it, but place, okay. but you know. Okay. So here's the first question. Are you ready? I am ready. Okay. Due to a series of circumstances, one of us, we're going to the same destination. One of us gets to fly first class on an airplane, while the other one has to ride a Peter Pan bus filled with a local theater troupe who is touring, touring their version of Godspell. Also, half of them have diarrhea. <laughs> so you have to decide. It's some for some reason it's your decision. Are you going to give me the first class plane ticket, or are you going to make me ride the bus? Oh man, how long is the trip? Uh, let's say fifteen hours. Fifteen hours on a bus with the local troop of Godspell. Mm-hmm. Half of them have diarrhea. Half of them have diarrhea. There's only one bathroom. <sighs> is it the talented half? <laughs> <laughs> no, they're all. Yeah, none of them have talent. At the end of the day, I'm I'm a giving, compassionate person. I would offer it to you, okay, and I would not be mad if you took it. But then, if you said no, 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 you have it, I would I would not feel guilty about taking it. So I would offer it to you first. Okay. Well, that's very nice of you. Mm-hmm. Do you think I would, I would take ma- it? I don't know because we both have this kind of Irish. No, you. No, you have it. No, yeah. you have it. No, you have it. So I, I think you would. I don't know. Would you take it? Probably not. Mm, right. Okay. I would probably so wh- take the bus. So I would, I would, I would offer it to you. You would say, "No, no, you do it." And mm-hmm. I would say, "Okay." And then I would resent you, <laughs> but right. never talk but, about it. Right, because there's no because we're Irish. Catholic. Right, right. But also, what I did is I covered myself. You did by you offering did. it to you. Yep, you totally did. So if you're resentful, and it's w- your problem. Oh, not it totally mine. is my problem. Like I would understand that. Yeah. Right. Okay. We are about to drive across the country, like three thousand miles. But our three options for cars are, one, a Volkswagen Beetle that smells like vomit and farts. Two, a Hummer that has a Don't Tread on Me sticker, as well as one that says, Women Drivers, No Survivors. Or three, the original kit from Knight Rider, but it runs out of gas every 10 miles. Which one do you choose? I think we got to go with the Hummer. Really? Um, even because, I guess that w- would annoy a lot of people and Mm -hmm. it's bad for the environment but at the end of the day what do i care where it's the most comfortable one that's true okay yeah okay sure sure Uh, i don't mind offending people with a with a bumper sticker (laughs) okay question number three Mm -hmm. we are traveling and our options for sleeping are one 
an Airbnb that has a comfortable bed, but you've been made aware that Steven Seagal had sex in it repeatedly the night before and the sheets have not been cleaned. (laughs) Number two, a motel inspired by the horror movie Vacancy, where you won't actually get killed or hurt, but you will be repeatedly frightened by vacancy cosplayers throughout the night. C, a luxury spa and hotel that has all the amenities, but in order to stay there, you must get a colonoscopy first, and they will not share the results, so it's a totally useless colonoscopy. <laughs> and D, camping. <laughs> Which do you choose? Hmm. Do you have to pay extra for the Steven Seagal sheets? <laughs> no. Am I unconscious during the colonoscopy? Because you're usually unconscious. Yeah, you can be. You can be unconscious. Yeah, then I'll take the colonoscopy. Oh, okay. Sure. Why not? All right. Yeah. Fair enough. What? What about? Because that way they knock you out. You, you're already. You know. I don't care what the. I don't care what they do with me when I'm asleep. <laughs> wow. Um, Wait. Is it by physicians? No, not necessarily. Uh, okay. What about you? What, what What would your choice be? I think honestly, with those choices, I would take camping. Camping. Yeah. yeah I hate camping. Yeah, camping was last for me. By the way. That's what I figured. Yeah. Seagal was close because, I mean, it's, wor- it's worth it just for the story, you yeah, know? Yeah, but it's so gross. Yeah, but I can't imagine his sheets are any worse than mine. Uh, last question. We are sharing a hotel room and your snoring has kept me up all night. Yes, we're going back to snoring. And now I am <laughs> overtired and irascible. How do you make it mm-hmm. up to me? A, buy me a coffee and snacks every hour. B, pay for a separate room for me the next night. C, draft a formal written apology highlighting the many ways in which you've wronged me. Um, well, I'm a writer, so I would think that the letter would be the thing that I would do sure. uh, the most, and it also costs me the least amount of money. Sure. So that's a win-win for me. Is all, all I got to do is write you a nice letter and pretend I am sorry about snoring. Yeah. <laughs> then, okay. Then I can do that. That was incorrect. It's all of the above, but yeah. Okay. All of the above. <laughs> right. I didn't know. Yeah. Okay. Next, well, I didn't know. Yeah. Well, next, now you know. Now I know. Well, I think we learned a lot about our friendship, mm-hmm. and so the only thing next is to figure out. Do we have the better friendship or do Dell and Neil from Planes, Trains, and Automobiles have the better friendship? It's time for the verdict. Okay. When should we do that? Next. Let's do it next. Okay. Bud This is Bud Plugs, where Abby and I plug our shit. And actually this week, since it's Thanksgiving, we're not going to plug anything. We're just going to say thank you. Thank you so much for everyone who is listening. We are so grateful. We work hard on this show, but we also enjoy it very much. And it has been super cool to see how many of you are listening and giving us feedback and enjoying the show. So please continue to listen. And we appreciate every single one of you. So thank you so much. And we hope you have a safe, healthy Thanksgiving and safe travels. So this has been Bud Plugs. Thank you, buddies. I've got a friend in my buddy, and my buddy's got a friend in me. And we are back. It is verdict time. This is the part of the show where we decide who has the better friendship, Neil and Dell from Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, or Abby Barrett and Brendan Boogie from Podcasts, Podcasts, and other podcasts. Correct. We We have three different podcasts now. This one is so good, they've divided it into three. Yeah. You didn't know that? I didn't know that. I feel like I'm not getting all the the checks. Read the small print Uh, in your contract. No, I can't read. You you will do as many many podcasts as I I decide. (laughs) How dare you? So what do you think? Uh, It's verdict time. Uh, Do you want to go first? Yeah, 
I'll go first. This is a tough right. one. I think in the end, we have the better friendship. And I'll tell you why. Please do. I will. I think because in the end, they were kind of thrown together and they developed, you know, especially uh, Neil developed empathy for Dell toward the end, but they would not have been friends otherwise. And we're not sure other than the Thanksgiving, I'm sure they'll keep in touch, but they didn't necessarily want to hang out with each other. Whereas I feel like Hmm. you and I were like, oh, this could be a person I'd like to hang out with. Right. So that's my verdict. We are better. Hmm. Not a lot better. Right. But I think it's pretty, I agree with you that I think it's pretty close mm-hmm. because I think what happens, one of the things that I, yes, they are thrown together and they don't like each other at first, but they did a good job with sort of some of the bonding and sort of how they have a lot more in common and how they care about their families and how, especially Neil sort of grew as a person because of knowing Dell and Dell sort of grew also like he, you know, at times when, you know, there's a really a scene where he was kind of being mad at himself for pushing too hard and and all that stuff. So I think they brought out the best in each other in Mm -hmm. a lot of ways. They brought out the human and the empathy and the compassion in each other. Whereas you and I, I think, bring out the vitriol in each other (laughs) and the anger and the worst, like, like to get like separately, we're pretty bad, Mm -hmm. but together we're uh, we're pretty horrific. Yeah, we're rotten. We're pretty rotten to the mm-hmm. core. We're pretty we're pretty nasty people. Mm-hmm. And so I think because of that, I will go ahead and say it's close, but Neil and Dell have the better friendship. Interesting. Than Abby and Brendan because of their personal growth that you and I have never achieved and never will. And never will yep. because we are both complete sociopaths. Yes, correct. Okay, sure. Sweet. High five for sociopaths. Okay, so now what happens? Well, we've reached our verdict. Yeah. But the question is, what if we were Neil and Dell? Baron and Boogie reenact a scene from a motion picture, but change the words a little bit. Ready to start recording the podcast today, Abby? Let's fucking do it. Okay. Hello, everyone. This is my very good buddy, Abby Barrett. And this is my very fucking good buddy, Brendan fucking Boogie. And welcome to We're Too Old for This Podcast. Here's the fucking concept. Two really fucking good buddies, that's me and this fucker over here, watching fucking buddy movies and compare the fucking movie friendship to our own fucking friendship. Uh, everything all right, Abby? Everything's fucking fine. Why the fuck would you ask? You just, you seem to be swearing a lot more than usual. Yeah? So fucking what? You fucking fuck. You know, I don't know that I care for the way you're speaking to me. And I really don't fucking care for the way you're fucking monitoring my fucking language, you fuck-footed fuckface. What the fuck are you? An undercover fucking cop in the fucking swear police? Uh, I, I don't know what you mean. Fucking answer me. Do you fucking work for the fucking swear police? Because legally, you have to fucking tell me. She's on to us, boys! Go, go, go! <laughs> Abigail Barrett, by order of the swear police, you are under arrest for your filthy, dirty potty mouth. Ah, fuck this. This is fucking entrapment. You'll fucking hear from my fucking lawyers. Some days I really love this job. Hey, buddies. If you like what you hear, please follow us at We're Too Old Pod on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, 
um, Friendster, I think our GeoCities is probably still up and running. If you have an idea for a movie you'd like us to talk about, or if you're a sponsor that wants to offer us some of that sweet, sweet podcast money, email us at we'retooldpod at gmail.com or just look out the window because Abby and I are out there. We're watching you right now. And don't forget to like and subscribe. Thanks, buddies.